What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of CMA Podcast. How is everybody doing? Back again, Evo in the house. What's up, sir? I'm doing fine, brother. How are you? Very good, man. Getting a bit colder, huh? Wow. Yeah. And wet. You know, I don't like it. So I'm starting to, you know, obviously hang inside about like a UV lights to give me to get my spirits up. So, yeah, it's dark, dark yeah, ages. Man. I don't know. I, I kind of prefer this kind of weather, mainly because I've had 28 years of experience of living in Ireland. <laughs> yeah. You know, so this is like home for me, man. This is summertime for us here. Yeah. Yeah, probably high summer, right? <laughs> exactly, man. In Ireland, they they say you judge the wet, like the the summertime, because the rain gets warmer. Oh, cool, nice. Not cool at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, every podcast we start, we talk about the weather, and you normally shoot it down. And today you didn't shoot it down, so uh, we can end the weather discussion right now if you want. Yeah, that's that's it. So um, you know, yeah. Fuck the weather. I mean, just there's enough drinks, you know, to get over it. Uh, you can watch fights. You can work. There's enough stuff to do. You can go outside and box. By the way, guys, you can go outside and box with Dave every Monday, Wednesday. Sometimes he will even throw in a Thursday. If you're not taking up that opportunity, you're just fucking stupid. I mean, honestly, come on. Just go boxing. Yeah, man. I, it's... <sighs> People look for excuses, you know. Ah, it's too late in the evening now. It's too dark. It's too cold. It's too this. It's too that. If if you really want to box, you'll find a way. You know, if you yeah. really want to train, you'll find a way. You got to um, show your dedication to yourself, I guess. And I'm finding um, traits that I used to have. Like, you know, when I used to train in Lucerne before CMA was a thing, I would have had to leave my office and head to the train station and then get a train from um, just out to one of the suburbs of, uh, of Lucerne. Um, but my train home would be like on the next track to it. And I'm always kind of thinking, will I just go home? I'm tired. It's been a long day in the office, nine to five. Fuck it. I'll just go home, you know. But I found that excuse a lot. And then when I'm like training for a fight, for example, there's no excuses. I either go home and I set up a path to failure on this fight or I can just be tired, get to the gym, wake up in the gym, train hard and then go home. But there's yeah. always an excuse. There's always you'll find an excuse if you want to not do something. Uh, we're offering classes for the last eight months. And eight months, dude. Eight months. People good, are right? calling me up and saying like, when are you starting training again? I said, the training is going on since eight months, dude. Eight months. Go with train. Don't don't say oh, I didn't know. It's all over the social media, right? Go train. Go freaking fucking train. No excuses. And don't come up with that bullshit saying there is when are you gonna pick up the training? I'm not City Martial Arts. City Martial Arts is a is a union of Dave and I and other people. Go train. That's it, man. Um I post on the Instagram stories, I post on Instagram and Facebook. Um Training is available. Training has always been available. We have never stopped. It's running. It's running. We are not going to stop. Uh, it is an absolute travesty what's happening with the world. Businesses are closing down. Uh, rent is always due, but doors have to remain closed. You can't make money, but you have to pay all these rent and uh, utilities and expenses and overheads as businesses. That's what's really happening here that nobody's talking about. None of that money is getting refunded. It's just 
tough. You, you can't do it. You can't pay rent. You got to close your business. Um, not us. We don't have a building. We are outside, but we have been offering classes continuously since the business was founded all those years ago at the beginning. Yeah. Go train. And go train. Yes. Go have some fun. Throw some jabs. Warm up. Shadow boxing. We do technique. We do sparring. We do cool downs. And we do chats after. It's, there's still a camaraderie there. We got some good guys. If you're one of yeah. the guys that isn't training and complaining about not training, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Yeah, I understand. You know, we, we obviously we can't communicate the way we want to communicate out on this podcast, but um, we are a business and we are offering training. And if you don't come to that training, I'm sorry. Your fucking problem. Yeah, there you go. No more excuses. Sorry, that's it. Um, come train. Offers there. Um, you know, shut the fuck up. Exactly. Don't get got- fat. Don't get lazy. Don't come to me complaining. Oh, I didn't reach my goal. I don't give a shit. The training is there. You're not going. That's it. It's your problem. Go yeah. train. Well, imagine if we had that conversation with a landlord. Oh, but we, we can't pay rent because we can't open the doors. Uh, sorry. Contract. Yeah. So <laughs> that's not how it works. That's not how it works. And um, people don't understand that. And um, I don't know what to tell those people. But hey, you can stop talking. And you can come train and you yeah. can have fun with us. Go train. Go train. Stop complaining. Stop looking for excuses. And that's about it. So from my side, fuck this weather and the people complaining, right? So yeah. the opportunities we, are there. We have a space. The weather is not a factor, sir. You wear a hoodie. You put on one of those little scarves. You lose weight. Hey. You lose wow. weight. You, we have a cover for the uh, in case it rains or snows. We are good right now. We are also... Yeah. And just to, to side note, we are still looking for a space. We're looking for a temporary space and a more permanent space for after the winter. Um, but irrespective of all of that, we are still offering classes. Come train. Yeah. So listen, um, the space is just an excuse, right? It's like uh, yeah. if you want to have an orgasm, you don't have to have, to have a girlfriend. You can jerk off, you know. So that's just an excuse. So we are looking for uh, a space. We can offer you trainings indoors and then we can offer you a long-term solution that we are looking at, but that's only going to happen after this fucking COVID has mutated to a, you know, pussy kind of um, um, virus, right? Because now it's obviously a monster. So yeah, go train. I can't top that. I'm not going to try and top that. Go train. Yeah, no more excuses. We don't want to hear any more of it. No, come training. Anyway, yeah. moving on, man. Let's move on. What are you, what are you, you mentioned Canelo Alvarez has gotten approval to go to a different weight class. Yes, and he got the approval from the WBC um, to move and challenge um, the cruiserweight champion. So I think this motherfucker is going to start to um, take on different weight classes. And if you saw his last fight, uh, size is not really a, you know, problem to him um let's say like it is to some girls they you know try to try to make a point out of it but to canelo size doesn't matter and this is a point girls i mean you know size doesn't matter this guy is um technically good it's all about the technique how he can box uh, how he can close that range come in i'm really looking forward to that man just happened uh, this night I, I i caught the news and i said hey we need to talk about this piece because this guy is gonna 
go the full way. I'm not sure if he's going to move up to heavyweight. I don't see him doing that. But cruiserweight, yeah. why not? I mean, he unified um, middleweight, right? So, yeah. And he's got the technique. He's got the power. He's got the size. I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. Canelo Alvarez trying to solidify a, a more deep legacy. I don't know. Like, what's his game plan there? Most people you in know, his position with all that money and that big contract, they kind of like to stay there and be, you know, go ahead. Since he, since he moved out of uh, the Golden Boy promotion, right? He is a marketing machine. Um, that being said, he's going to fight next on the 7th of May, which, which is kind of a Mexican Cinco de Mayo, right? Uh, is yeah. like, yes, yeah, so it's going to be a Cinco de Mayo weekend, him fighting in the next... Um, weight class i'm really looking forward to that man I, I don't know what to think about it but i know he's an amazing boxer he will have ryan garcia you know mimicking those guys because he's taller and you know if if you think about it it makes sense and i think his coach javier just you know is going to take him there and it's it's yeah it's going to be really interesting may 2022 he is kind of signed to take up that fight and i think his guy is malone or something um he is holding those belts wbc and that's i think the start of a new canelo era this is going to be freaking fucking amazing yeah man you almost censored censored yourself there but i'm glad that you turned it around and used the proper f word yeah yeah man what uh, have you been following the conor mcgregor john jones sagas as they try and stay relevant on social yeah. media yeah yeah i did i did and basically um chael sonnen had a really interesting point on on John Jones that he went against a district attorney. It's like, yeah. if you are still trying to figure out what happened in that night and basically who would do that except the, the law. Right. So they are yeah. trying to figure out what he did and he called him like a guy living with his mom and whatever. I mean, this guy is completely crazy. You know what I'm really disappointed about is Henry Cejudo training with him now. So they took him in the gym, they train with him. I really don't think that anybody who has, you know, kind of self-respect should be training that guy. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. Right. Maybe it's maybe it's for the money. There's a lot of money when it's, it's John for the Jones. Fame. It's for the fame. It, all these MMA fighters. I mean, I mean, even Henry Cejudo is he's a great sportsman, but he's just a hooker. You know, he's just another prostitute selling off his name for you know. He's irrelevant, right? He's trying yeah. to become a coach. We all know he's going to come back to fight sooner or later. I'm not sure why he's not fighting, but now in taking up John Jones now, training him, he's just trying to stay relevant, you know, to be on social media, to get exposure, whatever, man. Um, I agree with Daniel Comia. I'm completely disappointed. Don't do that. I mean, don't take up the guy until this this whole thing is clear because they're going to end up, you know, if he, if he is like, if they find out that he punched you in the face, that's going to be bad spot for your gym conor mcgregor on the other hand is staring down the tvs right so this guy's com went completely nuts so i don't know if it's the cocaine if it's the whiskey if it's you know maybe he's too, too many punches i mean this guy's completely insane i mean that was just ridiculous and you cannot post this kind of video and then take it off and hope that nobody took a print screen of it or even recorded it it's embarrassing man it's a, a sad day for um united kingdom martial arts disgraced british fighter conor mcgregor um i i just i fail to see how he is 
let do the things that he's doing, trying to stay relevant, posting these cringeworthy videos, these wow. stupid, irrelevant tweets on anything that's current because he's not. Um, it's it's sad to see like anyone in that position you're going to influence the younger generation and the younger generation are going to see this mentality as, okay, when I make it, I can be this much of an asshole and nobody's going to give a fuck. Uh, that's not the way it works. And it's really, really sad to see. Um, anytime I see him on my timeline, I just immediately flick past. Uh, but it, it, people are... Um, I'm aware of the irony that we're talking about it now, but it's all over social media and that video of him walking back and forth. It's just like, who are you trying to intimidate? The, the yeah. current guys fighting a guy that you correctly said, uh, Yair broke his leg or was it Yair broke his leg throwing those calf kicks on uh, Max Holloway on Max or he didn't break his leg and Connor did. Yeah, Connor. Connor uh, was not able to check those kicks, calf kicks, right from Poirier, yeah. so he broke his leg. You have a uh, Max Holloway who, you know, got kicked so much that the foot of Javier just, you know, went numb. So it was meat. There is no damage anymore up to that. You can call it like, oh, uh, he kicked incorrectly, but you can also say that Max Holloway completely got the rhythm out and he just made him kick incorrectly, right? So to me, you're not intimidating Max Holloway because to me, Max Holloway is tougher than you are, Conor McGregor. So this guy, I don't know what he's trying to achieve. Stay relevant. He's just, I think he's, he's just going to get beat up all over and over again. It's going to be embarrassing. We're going to see Conor McGregor go 0-5. That's yeah. my prediction point. If they don't give him an absolute crash, uh, trash can, he's going to go 0-5. Yeah. He's, I... He just became irrelevant. And it's it's sad too because we all love watching his fights. We all tune in. We all love the the pre-fight, the press conference, the media days, all of that kind of stuff. The anticipation of a Conor McGregor weekend is unmatched. We're we're aware of that. But it's what he does between those fucking moments is what stresses me out because he's just a piece of shit on Twitter, commenting yeah. his irrelevant opinions, and I'm just kind of like, all right, what's he gonna say next? Scroll. But, um, Have you seen uh, the fights, well, argue between him and Chael Sonnen? Yeah. Again, well, he, piss he can poor, just come back. Like, yeah. piss poor trash talk. His trash talk at the beginning was better than anybody. And then he just talks about Chael's promo codes. It's like saying yeah. uh, your wife is your husband when he was talking to Dustin at the pre-fight press conference the last time it's the saddest most pathetic trash talk in the history of combat sports and now he's talking about chill's promo codes because chill is a podcaster and, and is making money doing it good one connor well done great day for british yeah. mma right there it's just uh, ridiculous so yeah. here we go connor again he's feeding the media and our podcasts all over the place yeah it's hard not to talk about him but in such a cringeworthy face palming kind of way i just it's, I, I, I was never a huge fan of Connor. I don't like him on a personal level. I hate everything he stands for. I think he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Point. He is, he is definitely kind of a rich weirdo. Yeah, man. You <laughs> make awesome. your money. You make your money. You go off into the sunset. You'd be happy with your family. Wow. You, yeah. What's wrong with his? What's know, wrong man. with him? I don't know. Drives me nuts. Anyway, enough of Connor. So I was really impressed with the fights, how Max Holloway 
dealt with it right it was again close um you have a guy coming back um after two years right fighting did you see the creativity of striking yeah. it's amazing i'm i'm just thinking that in mma it's almost better to be ruthless young up and coming and hungry you can see it in connor you can see it in max holloway when they these guys become conscious conscious right and aware of you know oh this can be dangerous and i think their fighting style changes um and it just something happens i mean i didn't like the way max won you can call him tough but you would think max wants to reduce the amount of strikes he's absorbing right so i watched the whole fight and i was like whoa this is not healthy for the guy yeah he's tough but this is going to throw him back for another 12 months i, I don't think he should be fighting the next six months absolutely not yeah so that's 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 that was just an amazing fight the creativity the guy picked up the combos immediately returned them and in the fifth round they said you know you know what and i love it when the corner is so um honest not to max to javier right yeah rodriguez yeah and then uh his corner said listen man you you lost the fight go go out there and be creative and max corner completely knew that you know He's going to come out savage and he's going to try to knock him out. So that was so interesting to see how from a, you know, this is something that I think about how the corner can influence your mind. So they went there and said like, watch out. He's going to try to knock you out. And Max went immediately to defensive mode. And I just thought that's shit, man. You are insecuring your own fighter, right? You're programming him because if you become defensive, right? You are actually more to get knocked out and if you're offensive yeah and that was something that i didn't like from his corner in the fifth round and that's what i liked from the other corner in the fifth round it's like go there and be creative have fun and they told him like watch out you don't get knocked out they should have said you won this fight now go out and have some fun in the fifth round so yeah that's you we saw the switch and i was like no nah, i don't like this that's actually programming your fighter to lose like telling him be passive don't be passive you're fighting your you that's championship rounds you cannot be passive and play it safe. Yeah, that's that's the state of MMA as it's as it's evolved. These cold-blooded killers 15 years ago doing uh, very infrequent pay-per-views. We used to just tune in and see bloodbaths and very little strategy. And now yeah. it's like, you know, there's not a lot of money at stake when it comes to like sponsorship and UFC contracts, like two and three contracts deep. So it's just a case of getting that win and playing it safe. Um, yeah. I, I used to be a hater on GSP until I realized how much money was at stake and how he would eke out a decision and you know take him down, smother him for five rounds. But his, um, his Under Armour contract was $4.2 million a year. Wow. You kind of just want to get the job done if it's $4.2 yeah. million a year, where these guys right now are making... Ten, fifteen thousand dollars with the uh, the Venom deal, former Reebok deal. You know. Yeah. So also, thing kinda... I, yeah, and also thing I noticed when you have a UFC fight night versus a UFC pay per view, right? You don't have this folks watching the fight, right? They're fighting completely different. They are more sportsmen. You see those decisions. You see those people not, you know, getting intimidated by or by the boos or by the cheers of the crowd. It was so interesting to watch those two um, events back to back, 
And there's so many factors. And I'm thinking there is fighters who prefer one way and there's fighters who perform better the other way, right? So when you are in the crowds, if you are Colby Covington, you love to fight in the crowd, right? If you are um, Edwards, you like to fight in the fight night, right? And just work, walk your way up the... Yeah, it's so interesting. There's so many points to this whole fight games. It's it's so interesting how the corner can influence, how the corner can protect you, how the corner cannot give a shit about you. How it's so many things. And really, um, I did some. I did some. Oh, this is a nice uh, topic. I'm going to switch now. And I did a uh, judging of um, Wei Lei Tang and Nama Yunus fight. Oh, yeah, right? I saw your post on uh, social media. You gave it to the former champ. To the former champ, uh, three rounds to two. Uh, I completely agree that Rose won the rounds four and five, not with a statement like Vele did the first three rounds, because I think she did, she just did a lot of more damage. And the first three rounds, I didn't see it as close as the commentary would preach it, right? And I was completely disagreeing with Daniel Comier because it's one. And you know what I've noticed? If you watch a fight for the entertainment purposes and you listen to the commentators, you will ca get caught up in, in the biasery, right? You will think. But if you switch off the commentary and like I have to do um, from a point judge point of view and you watch the fight, you're completely like, this is so wrong. There's only one judge that got the score the same way as I did and the other two didn't. So I'm questioning, listen, Dana, Dana White was watching Canelo boxing during that fight. Yeah, I'm yeah. wondering what the other two judges did between the rounds, because you can give the rounds four and five, and and there was so many commentary wrong. So when I judged the fight and I was listening to the commentary, I came up with this whole, you know, I I know why the commentators get called out by the fighters and saying be more uh, neutral when you call the fights. Daniel Comia said in the fifth round when Rose ended up on top, she said this is exactly what you want to see from a champion in the fifth round. I don't care. It's yeah. a fifth round. It's one round, right? So the first yeah. three rounds, Nama Yunus did like five strikes in the first, uh, seven with the low kick and right hand from Whale Sang. Whale Sang, she was really, you know, I, I just see it. The first three rounds went to her and the other two went to Rose. So I think this was not even a close. Rounds two and three were not close from the point judge um, perspective. So if you're that judge that scored it three to two for Tang, I just really want to encourage you keep on doing the job because the other two judges are wrong. Point. Yeah. In my opinion, they're wrong because it was a clear round. So in the third round, when they called the close round, you had uh, Tang taking Namayunas down, beating him up. Second time, she took it down. There was a reversal, and Rose just ended up laying on top of her at the end of the round, doing no damage. So you cannot give. You cannot give a round to a fighter ending up on top. That's not that's not being that's not dominant. That's that was the last yeah. thirty seconds without any damage. So I was really surprised and disappointed to to watch it that way. And I think there is a big um, problem in the judging in the UFC and in the whole commissions. Yeah, two two points on that is uh, in the well three points in the judges' eyes, the guy on top is the guy winning. Um, so. You could be a jujitsu black belt going for all types of different submissions from the bottom and in their eyes you're losing uh, but two points uh, that i wanted to make was a one daniel cormier and 
I lost his so, name. So the other guy. Joe No, 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 no. Daniel Cormier and... <sighs> John Anik? God damn it. No. Dominic Cruz. God damn Dominic it. Dominic Cruz. Uh, they're notorious biased uh, on, on, on um, episodes, or not episodes, on pay-per-views, on commentating. Uh, Dominic Cruz, when Connor was beaten up, getting beaten up by uh, Khabib, uh, he's doing a great job of wearing Khabib out while getting absolutely fucking smashed. Um, but the second point was the judges, commission-based judges. Joe Rogan was at an event a few years back and one of the judges was next to Joe and they were making like small talk and chit chat. And there was a few guys in the cage warming up well, well before the pay-per-view of the crowds came in. And so they're chatting back and forth. And there was this moment where someone's, they're grappling on the ground, like fighting, wrist fighting, whatever. And the judge goes to, she was female, judge goes to, um, to Joe. So what's happening here now? And Joe goes, aren't you a fucking judge? shut down the conversation completely and she was not impressed and like had a hate tweets on Joe Rogan after but commission based box old school boxing judges it's what's judging MMA right now and they're getting it wrong yeah. every single time yeah so the problem is um i don't see fighters being good judges because they will always be BS right you have the same as with Daniel Comier. You will, if you're grappling, you will prefer grappling. It's so tough to judge when you have people on the cage, when you have people striking, when you have people grappling, right? So I'm, I'm actually doing the notes where I think this was a really dominant uh, technique. And when somebody asked me like, oh, this is uh, based on the, um, the relevant strikes. I said, no, it's, you know, if you get a good right solid hand and you wobble the guy, it's going to be two scores, right? If you do a takedown, it's going to be a score. If you do a takedown, you keep it, it's going to be another uh, score, right? And if you keep, uh, let's say, Rose Namajunas in the third round, uh, let's say three and a half minutes down and you punch her in the face and she ends up um, the last 30 seconds on top doing nothing, to me, it's not a round for the champion. I don't care. I just delete the, I actually delete the champion bonus out of my head i don't care i just see two fighters fighting five rounds and I, and i often catch myself saying oh i'm watching this from the perspective of a spectator of a fan and not of a judge and then you completely dismiss to count what is relevant what is you know and of course grappling is you know really um, important especially takedowns and keeping the the fighter down and blah 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 but just to make a point uh there is a lot of work to be done in the UFC for these kind of things not to happen because this should have been a third fight between the two to then really find out who is the uh, real champion. So what I what I do agree with Joe Rogan is like you can have this fight 10 times in a row yeah. because there is nobody else who can challenge those two. And it would have been fair if uh, Sang would have won the fight. She didn't. Pity shows again. Split decision. Um, wrong judging. I don't think that Trevor got 3-0, uh, who is a striking coach, uh, that night. I, I think he was 2-1, yeah. in my opinion, because Roe did absolutely not as much as I would have expected from her. I don't know what it was, yeah. but she wouldn't leave a champion if I would have, uh, would have been one of the judges that night. 
For sure, man. Very interesting point. And people are making mistakes all the time. You look at the firing of Dan Hardy because he was upset with some of the uh, actions of Herb Dean. And then Herb Dean makes a mistake this week, um, you know, with the Ben Rothwell fight. And, uh, you know, like Dana White comes down hard on Herb Dean. But like, you know, he was kind of just saying that the whole Dan Hardy thing was unnecessary and you keep your mouth out of it and all this kind of stuff. But people are making mistakes. There's no accountability at all and those mistakes are going to keep happening until someone loses their job we don't see steve mazagati fighting or uh, refing any fights anymore so there was that one change and that was that glimmer of hope that something was going to happen in the future with mma and judging and refing but that was just one you know sacrificial lamb and its mistakes yeah. are happening all the time now I, i've seen a thread on twitter about um herb dean and his mistakes and i was like wow so this is like um the best referee Everybody has a bad night. I had bad calls. Um, you just make sure it doesn't happen again, right? Uh, you don't let the guy get knocked down and, you know, just watching, like, kill him, kill him, kill him. No, you need to be ready for that shit. And, uh, you know, I yeah. catch myself often, but you need to be ready. You need to uh, watch the fights. You need to keep that adrenaline up. I was just um, refereeing myself uh, that weekend uh, in Liechtenstein for a newcomer's um, show. So it's, it's just, you know, you need to, you need to watch that you keep the fighter secure. You need to watch that the rules are um, done and you need to basically stop the fight when it's due and that's it. And you need to, and the most important, you need to um, be really confident in what you're doing. Yeah. So that means you need to be there all the time. And I think Herzog is doing a great job when I watch him refereeing the fight. That's for me now the number one kind of referee. Mergliata is up there. You know, they're all good. Um, Goddard has made, made so many mistakes. Um, you know, you cannot call him a top guy. But He did push Conor but, McGregor, though, in, in Dublin. And that <laughs> was one of the greatest moments in MMA history. Yeah. The problem is you get this circuit of um, MMA referees and you don't get the really good um, up-and-comers going to that circuit. Yeah, That's a pity. And you have John McCarthy, who left the whole scene, still being influential and calling people out to get fired. I mean, I agree with him on the on the worst refereeing ever, but still you shouldn't have that power. You, you are out, you shut your mouth. That's it. Yeah, he's he's. I love those podcasts though because he's very vocal. Uh, he says it as it as it is, like Ariel Hawani, and there's no filter. Um, you know, he's not employed by them anymore. He's employed by Bellator, um, but his podcast is completely independent. He's got no, nobody pulling strings. Uh, I don't think uh, maybe they're sponsored or monetized by some company. I don't know, but it's uh, it's interesting to hear an unfiltered position on these topics, and I I, I love hearing it. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's pretty much the world of fighting this week. Yeah, so this is that's it exactly. So awesome. Next weekend we have Misha Tate. That's Viera. right. Who's she fighting? Vera, Catalan Vera. 11 she uh, didn't do well in her last fight no. um so i'm wondering if she was able to correct anything was it ring rust i'm just thinking she's in, she's there to cash in some cash and leave again yeah for sure she was um I, I, like a pure inspiration like you know she finished her career she moved out to japan i think she was like had a huge one position FC. one fc yeah. um she decided to come back and fight she said all right i still got some fight in me she had two kids came back after having two kids looks phenomenal 
but let's see what happens at the weekend. If she wins one more fight, and I think she's going to have possible title call out. Yeah, that's again um, lack of of talents, right? Yeah, that's it. That's the thing: lack of talent, lack of competition. Lack of competition. You know, that's what happens. But I'll watch that fight. I'll watch it without commentary. Is it the main event? Yes, the main event. The core main event, I think, is Michael Chiesa fighting something Brady. I don't oh, know who this guy. Brady is. Yeah. <laughs> Chiesa's cool. Tom Brady. Wasn't he beating his wife, Tom Brady? Was Tom Brady is the American football player. I think he's yeah, exactly. got a very adorable wife. Uh, but we'll stay off waves. Um, will we? I was... Well, yeah. I, I, end of convo. Um, <laughs> it's the, the, the Chiesa one is interesting because I think it's at the apex and all the former ultimate fighter competitors have said that they like and enjoy fighting at the apex where there's not that many people where that's it's like what a, I'm saying, a crowdless event, um, because they're used to it. You know, you hear, it's a future. you can hear yeah. the, the give on the, on the cage floor. You can hear the coaches, you can hear, uh, what the other coaches are telling him to do so you can anticipate the move. Um, so it's, a, it's an interesting pandemic we're in. I don't know. It's just, it's just a arena where Max was fighting as well, right? Yeah. Apex. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you can do this subscription model of UFC, you know, where they go away from the pay-per-views exclusively and you can have those people fight more often on these kind of small shows. And I think the exclusivity is the key to go. There you go, man. And I enjoy UFC every weekend, so. Yeah, it's still great to watch. I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we shit on a few people. We shit on a few decisions made, but it's all good content and it's all yeah. for the love of the sport. Everybody, everybody's got their opinion. The difference between you and me is we both have mics. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> and cameras. And Ooh. cameras. There you go. Through the power of Zoom. Uh, I think that's good for today, man. It is always, good. and I, I truly mean this, talking to you about this whole industry is therapy for me it's the same from for me brother i really enjoy talking to you you know we can you can always tell me something i didn't know vice versa you know so it's really and not being people bs like oh don't you think connor is the best it's really a pleasure yeah, just to, to sit and talk and, and hear your take on things. Um, I, I didn't have Rose losing that fight, but I'm super interested to see how you scored it. Uh, we can have a difference of an opinion. We can share the same opinion like John Jones and Conor McGregor are pieces of shit. But the simple fact that we're sitting here and able to talk about it and push out our opinions to people who would listen to us is, is a great idea. And I love doing it. And long may it continue. Yeah. So just one last thing for the ladies out there. Size doesn't matter. It's a technique. <laughs> Canelo, I'm telling you. You're talking about Canelo? To... Yeah. Okay. I'm talking about Canelo. Canelo Alvarez, the Mexican boxer. Gotcha. The Mexican boxer. The short Mexican boxer. <laughs> awesome. All right. I don't think we need to talk any more about this. If you guys like what you hear or see, do me a favor. Help us out. You don't need to put your hands in your pockets and hand us anything with a monetary value. All you got to do is hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, or hit us with a comment underneath suggesting how we can do things better or how we can do things worse or how we can do things your way. You want? You think you're so fucking smart? Set up a podcast yourself. You. Anyway. <clears throat> oh my yeah. God. Beep that and out. For, I'll beep that out. Don't worry. Um, for those who are training 
at CMA, City Martial Arts in Lucerne, Switzerland. It is always a pleasure to train with you. Since the pandemic, it has absolutely sucked that we have been forced our our arm or forced our hand to train outside to not have a building because of you know the whole pandemic um you know money goes to rent money goes everywhere from the top down uh, yeah. there's no flexibility from the top down we're going to do our best to satisfy everybody we are offering classes continuously since the pandemic has begun and we will do until it ends and beyond you are welcome to come train with us any time you want yeah go train stop you know making excuses there you go any final words evo uh i think i said enough for today i think so too <laughs> all right man you have a good day guys thank you very much for listening thank you everybody take care have a good day